0: He didn't. He didn't skip any detail. So that attention to detail was just something that I picked up on, and it rubbed up, rubbed off on me in mm. different aspects of my life, not just with football. Right. You know, um, it's easy to just get so enamored with your sport. You know, this mm. is what I do. This is what I love. But you have to be a a full a full body of work, so to speak. So t-
1: Up, y'all back with another episode, with the amateurs. Uh, today we got Jordan Hill, uh Harvard football player, man. You know, yes, thanks, sir. For, thanks for coming on and joining us, man.
0: Nah, definitely. Thank y'all for getting me out here. Y'all doing some cool stuff. So, yeah, definitely. Yes, sir. Appreciate,
1: Appreciate it. That. So, what's what's been going up? What's been going on with you, bro? uh you know, what's what's been going on with you with football, you know, school, everything. How's any any updates with football?
0: Yeah, so in the um Well, they canceled our season for the fall. So the main thing that we were trying to push for within the team was just getting some type of semblance of normalcy back for the spring semester, Um, having conversations with coaching staff, with the athletic director, all that stuff. Um, Nothing has really come to um, at this point. But aside from that, I mean, everybody's just been working out. Myself, I'm here back home in Maryland Okay. I've had the chance to work out with a couple guys on the team. And then there's guys up in Boston we are all working out together. So we've just been trying to find our, our way to get better and just keep building towards the championship next year.
1: And this is your
0: senior year, right? Yeah, this is my senior year. So I had to make a decision to to take off the spring semester so I could come back uh, the following fall.
2: Yeah, man, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. That's that's tough, man. Yeah. But hopefully, hopefully everything works out. I'm I'm praying that you know, like I feel bad for the Ivy students, especially seniors. Like this is our last year. I got to go out on top. So yeah, I
0: can't I can't yeah. fall out, can't just let it just run away yeah. from sure. you.
1: Sure. What was what was what was some of the things you know you was doing during the quarantine, man? What else have I been doing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. During the, during the uh, the quarantine, what was what was some of the things you know you've been doing?
0: Uh, yeah, I've definitely kept myself busy. Um, myself and, and Bryce are both a member of the Make a Play Foundation. Mm-hmm. And that has been a good way for me to stay connected and meet other athletes around the country who find themselves in the same predicament as all of us. And um, giving us a way to build those connections, to be a mentor and a mentee is a is a very interesting component of the Make a Play Foundation. And um yeah that's been great. I also had the chance to intern at the NFL virtually mm-hmm. yep. this yep. past summer. And um I mean aside from that it's just the the same old same old, you know, working out um getting a chance to be back home and with my trainer and some guys from my high school has definitely been cool, you know, just to just to see all these people who you haven't really been been around for the last mm-hmm. couple of years. So that's been good Definitely.
2: And yeah. we'll 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 get into the, the NFL internship. Definitely want to hear more about that a little yeah. later. But as Jaren already alluded to off air, we have a game we try to spring on our guests <laughs> called the yeah. one minute warm-up to try to you know get to know know our guests a little bit a little bit more. So we have uh, about 10 to 11 questions. Uh you get about a you get a minute to answer them, get one skip, and uh yeah, we, we can hop on hop hop into it. That uh Jaren will give you here to let you know you have 30 seconds left, 15 seconds left, and five seconds. So yeah. All right, you ready? Yeah. All right, on the first question. All right, who is your favorite athlete of all time? Ray Lewis. Dream school growing up? Stanford. Three words that best describe you proactive, tenacious leader. Okay, uh, favorite artist out right now? 21. 21 Savage. Okay, uh, what's your favorite movie of all time? Bad Boys, too. That's a good one. Uh, what's one thing you can't live without besides your phone? Uh, football favorite food mac and cheese i like that uh hidden talent
1: 30 second Ooh, hidden talent uh writing writing like writing
2: books okay okay stories uh who 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 has had the biggest impact on you
0: my dad and my brother
2: joint okay favorite sports team of all time washington football team (laughs) and uh what's the number one item on your bucket list um, she go to each continent. All right. Just in time. Just, time. just in time. Man. But, but writing that's, that's, that's interesting. Uh, are you, is that something that you're looking at looking to pursue, you know, long-term putting out any, any work or. Yeah. I mean,
0: I like, I grew up writing. I um had the chance to go to like this gifted and talented school for fourth and fifth grade. And each week, you got the opportunity to, to just do something creative.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and for me, it was always writing. Like, I would write these little short stories. And it's something that got away from me, honestly. And um, up until this year, I'm in this class on apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And so now we're getting the chance to write our own apocalypse. It's It's, it's uh. interesting. So to me, you know... I just wanted to take the class so I would have the opportunity
2: to do that. And yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. I mean, that class sounds sounds crazy. Um, yeah. but I think yeah. that we all have that one thing that we were really into when we were younger and it kind of got away from us. So it's it's dope that you you were able to uh bring that back into yeah. yeah. your day to day.
1: All right, bro. So so let's get into it, man. Who who put the ball in your hand and where did your love for the game you know originate from?
0: Yeah, so my brother is definitely the natural athlete. He's my older brother, older than, um, by 13 months. So growing up as the younger brother, watching him like, or we'd be like playing basketball, playing football. He's always beating me. Eventually I'm like, I can't have that keep happening. You know what I'm saying? I gotta get better. I gotta find a way. So that's definitely where like my competitive edge Mm -hmm. kind of uh, started and then grew and manifested into me now being a college athlete. But um, him and then also my dad, I mean, we would just go to the gym, just lift, go to the park, play catch, whatever it was. I remember I would think I was in, I was in elementary school, I might've been eight. And we just were. he, myself and my brother were just throwing the ball around in the backyard. And I, like, tackled him <laughs> and popped his shoulder out. And then I think he realized, okay, maybe maybe he might be up to something. But, uh,
2: yeah, that was, that's definitely how it got started. For okay, sure. okay. I, I can Oh, go ahead, Jamie. You about to say something? No, nah, no, nah, you're good, you're good. I was going to say, I could tell that, that that rivalry, you know, that brother, you know, rivalry is, is pretty tough. You said he's one of the most, you know, impactful people, you know, in your life. And then, you know, you started talking and I could see you smiling and probably thinking back to some, some, some memories. So. And then you, you popped the show down, man. <laughs> so, you know, so. Yeah, no,
0: I mean, me and my brother used to go at it. And yeah. honestly, I'm better for it now. But, um, you know, there's days when you're growing up especially it's just you and your brother. We're the only two. Um, those, those battles get pretty heated. So. Oh, for
1: sure, for sure. <laughs>
0: yeah. You know, you, you learn where you are and what you're trying to do.
1: Yeah. I mean, for us, we definitely had battles on the court. Me, yeah. Bryce, all our friends with basketball. So definitely mm-hmm. understand that. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's transition into high school. You know, you had a tremendous high school career, three-time uh, letter winner, two-year captain, second team all state team MVP you know, led your high school to a regional championship. And then on the academic side, you know, you were a part of the National Honor Honor Society and the AP Scholar. So, I mean, everyone listening out there is just a fraction, you know, of his accomplishments. <laughs> but, uh, you know, can you, can you talk about your high school career and, you know, what was your favorite high school memory?
0: Yeah, um, I really walked into a, a pretty good situation in high school. Um, I had a great high school football coach, Coach Neesmith, and he had created a great program for us where he didn't he didn't skip any detail. So that attention to detail was just something that I picked up on and it rubbed up rubbed off on me in mm-hmm. different aspects of my life, not just with football. Right. You know, um it's easy to just get so enamored with your sport, you know, this mm-hmm. is what I do, this is what I love. But you have to be a a full a full body of work so to speak You have to be a full person um and so yeah i mean you you listed off some of the stuff that i did but for me i never really thought about it that way these are just things that i was interested in and if i'm going to do something i might as well do it well right and if i'm going to do it well i have to pay attention to the details Mm. and that mindset is just how i went about high school and um Favorite memory from high school? I would have to say my sophomore year going to the regional um, playoffs.
1: Yeah.
0: And um, unfortunately we didn't win states. That year we only lost to one team. We just lost to them twice, once in the regular season and then once in the playoffs. Mm. So that, that still stings, but you, know, you learn, you get better and yeah, keep building. Sure.
1: Definitely.
2: I'm happy that you, uh, you know, talked a bit about paying attention to details. I love when we have a conversation and something comes up in the sports world that's kind of transferable to, you know, pro- mm-hmm. the professional realm or life after sports. So, uh, for mm-hmm. listeners out there, paying attention to detail is definitely something that'll <laughs> help you to accomplish all the things that that Jordan has, but also exceed, you know, and, mm-hmm. and excel, you know, in whatever you do after sports.
1: Right. So. Yeah, he brought up a great point. Being well-rounded, like you know, you play a sport, but you're not the sport. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you're more than just you know a football player, and we more than just basketball players and athletes. So I think
2: like that's a great point, you know, for you to bring up. Definitely. And then going back to what you talked about, you know, making it, you know, downstate but not winning, and then going back even further to, to the the brother rivalry that you had, you know, growing up. This guy was that for me. We were both like the only <laughs> child, basically. And yeah. we've always gone at it. And, and imagine getting knocked out of the playoffs every year in high school by your best friend. That was me. Like I never made it down to state because of him.
0: <laughs> Man. Crazy.
2: Um, yeah. So, you know, let's let's transition into the recruiting process and, and your college decision. Can you talk a bit about you know like what the recruitment process was like for you and ultimately why you chose Harvard?
0: Yeah. Um well, I like I said, my favorite school was Stanford growing up. That's where I really wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Something about California and (laughs) you know just being out there it would have been great you know (laughs)
1: yeah for sure
0: yeah so um i think it was my sophomore year the um well the, the summer going into my junior year i had the chance to go to a football camp that they put on and it was like a full pads camp Okay, probably one of the only camps like that in the country and so went out there um was in communication with some of the coaches. Didn't get the offer, but had the chance to meet other schools. Um, because for anybody who's out there paying attention and listening to this podcast, when you go to a camp, which I'm sure most of you guys know, it's not just that school who's there. They bring in other coaches from different schools, whether that's in like their neighboring consortium or just schools that they think the students and the athletes that they're bringing in would be a good fit with. So um, I had the chance to meet Coach Johnson, who's still on our staff right now um, up at Harvard and built that relationship. And then I think that uh, I still had some other offers like some um, Mac schools, Mm. Toledo, Buffalo, Mm -hmm. those type of schools. Um, Mm. And then, yeah, I mean, I had I got a couple more Ivy League offers. I got all the Ivy Leagues except for Princeton and Brown. And then my senior year in high school, I think it was like week three or four, um, one of those weekends, I went up to Harvard's campus on an official visit, mm-hmm. loved it, and decided that's where I wanted to spend the next four years of my life. And interestingly enough, my cousin who, he lives in New Jersey or lived in New Jersey and was getting recruited by Harvard as well when I was in like middle school. Mm-hmm. And so he went up on an unofficial visit and just to get my brother and I out of the house, my uncle took us with him. Uh. And, you know, at this point, I mean, at that point I didn't know anything about Harvard. I'm just there, you know, young <laughs> right, kid right. just looking around. Um, so yeah, it's cool that it all went full circle. and. Right. You know, just to know that you had so many people invested in you and you get to pay it forward, so to speak, by getting a chance to go to a place like this, it's, it's
1: incredible.
2: Definitely. Definitely. That's dope.
1: I think, that's dope. hey, that's interesting too, bro. Like, for us with basketball, like, AAU was pretty much how we got our offers. But, like, for football, it's crazy how different it is, like, you know, with you guys going to camps and stuff, you know, you know, being able to be recruited like that. So I think that's, you know, that's pretty interesting, the difference between yeah. the two sports.
2: Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess during the process had you received any like advice where you're like, Oh, I got to pay this for, I got to tell the next generation, or, or or in general, do you have any, any specific advice uh, pertaining to the recruitment process?
0: Take your time. I mean, as much as you think that you're making a decision about what school you want to go to that school has something invested in you, which is why they gave you the offer in the first place. So, um, just understanding that, and that's for athletics, but also just academically. I mean, these institutions aren't just handing out you know free vouchers thinking <laughs> that um you won't bring anything to them so sure. take that time yourself to really make a decision that you can stand by for the rest of your life because that's what this decision really is end of the day I like
1: that. I like that yeah uh first off bro i want to congratulate you for being uh the 147th selected harvard captain Um, you know seems like you've been a leader your whole life like you said yep and uh you were the captain you know in high school and then now for harvard's football team but i I think you know that speaks volume to who you are you know as a person both on and off the field um was was being a leader already in you or did you develop that you know attribute over time
0: i mean i'd say i'm still developing it Mm -hmm. um and even at that as much as I'm the captain, it takes the whole team. It takes the seniors alongside me to help, you know, instill the culture that we want within the team. But just for me personally, um, I'd always say I was somebody who led by example. If I knew the right way to do something, I'm going to do it that way. And if somebody's not doing it that way, it's pretty simple. Like, hey, you know, jump on the bandwagon. Let's, let's go this way. But uh, I mean – yeah, it, it it wasn't something that, that was difficult for me there in that aspect. What I've had to grow in is just being more of a vocal leader and it's something that my high school coach challenged me to do uh when I got to Harvard and it's something that I've definitely gotten better at, but there's always places that you can you can uh keep developing yourself. So mm, you know definitely.
2: Yeah, as, as with anything, it's always, you know, a continuous, you know, growth process. But I, I can definitely relate to that. I've always been put into leadership positions growing up, like in sports or even like in class sometimes. Um, and like, mm-hmm. like you said, I will always lead by example, but I was never comfortable with being that vocal leader and, and, and telling people like, hey, like, let's do this, this and this, like, you know, things like that. But um, later on in my in my in my career, I, I saw the importance, especially as a point guard, I play point guard in college, I guess super mm-hmm. important. Um, but just taking that initiative to be like, all right, like I'm I'm gonna own this this leadership title. Is is there is there a, a point where you experienced that you're like, all right, like what was there a defining moment or something you're like, all right, like I'm gonna own this quality as a leader? Or is it just something you just I don't know, just fell into?
0: Yeah, I mean, similar to yourself, I was put into a leadership positions growing up. So I guess having attention on me wasn't something that was new to me or anything like that. Um And in terms of deciding, hey, this is like how I'm going to lead, mm-hmm. I'd say I really stepped into that. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's interesting when, when you're playing football and you're on the field, you are who you are. You know, you have to be a natural person the same way with you on the court. Mm-hmm. And so being a leader there is never difficult, you know in a game in practice, it's about like within the lines, you know, or outside of the line, excuse me, um, in the locker room, just on the little things like that. That's a good point. Consistently being that guy to instill that culture that you want within the team. And um, yeah, I mean, I'd say that I've, I've had to step into that role more seeing as right now, everything's virtual
1: yeah.
0: and everything that happened this past summer you know with everything in terms of social justice and leading those conversations on the team um trying to drive our program in the right way moving forward so yeah, yeah i'd say that that definitely forced me to to do that a little bit more be that gotcha. Gotcha.
1: Bryce. Bryce was always yeah, a leader, even when we played together. Um, I mean, off the court, too, he never was the guy that would follow anybody else. You know what I'm saying? He always was a leader. So you always had that, bro. True, you know?
2: <laughs> appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. bro man,son right now. <laughs> 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 nah. um, you know, unfortunately, as we as we talked a little bit, I think that was off air. It might have been at the beginning of the episode. You know, the Ivy League canceled false sports, but there's still a chance you know, for you all to, to have your season in the spring and you're obviously preparing for that now, but like, what are some goals or expectations personally and then um, as, a, as a whole, you know, as a team that you have, you have for you guys? Um,
0: yeah. I'll talk about the team first. I mean, if you just look at us over the past two years, all of our losses have been by one possession or less basically. Mm-hmm. So obviously we're doing a lot of things the right way. We just, are struggling with finishing. And that's from top down. That's myself included. Um, I go back to the Yale game, and it was the last drive um, of of regulation before I went into overtime. We lost that game in double overtime. Um, On the last drive, it was third down, and I came up and made a stop, forced the fumble, but they got it back. Uh, And this is on the goal line, too. So oh. hmm just like on like the five. And, you know, in that moment, when I made that hit and I saw the ball was out, it's like, you know, that jolt of just excitement. It's like, okay, yeah, we're about to win this game. And then the very next play, well, they get the ball back, the very next play, they had a very good concept. And then they just throw the ball basically right next to me, like inches away from me. Next thing you know, it goes into overtime, double overtime. We end up losing that game. So mm. it's not – I bring that up to say that um, you can be like a step away, feel like you made that play. But if the, if the clock is still ticking, there's still time for something yeah. to happen. You have to forget yeah. whatever you did on the last play and find out a play. way to win right now. Yes, so um, yes. for us, that's that's definitely just the biggest thing. Is to find a way to win those close games and to win at the margins. Um, and, I mean, our goals are the same as they always are, to win an Ivy League championship. And I honestly think – well, I know that we can do that, and there's no reason why we shouldn't do that this upcoming season. For me personally, um, I still have lofty goals for myself. I want to win Defensive Player of the Year. I love it. I want to um, kind of – Inch closer to number one in terms of tackles um, for like Harvard history. I think right now, if I just averaging what I've done the past couple of years, if I have like 70 tackles, I'll be like fourth on the list.
1: Mm. So,
0: um, you know, you always want to set it's goals tough. for yourself and, uh, and I appreciate that. But um, yeah, just those two things, I guess win yeah. defensive player of the year and then do that but if, if if i don't do that and we win an ivy league championship i'm completely fine you know i just need a ring right. i didn't win a ring in high school haven't won a ring yet in college and this is potentially my last year to do so you know so um that's you. really where my mindset is at
2: Yeah, love it man
1: Yo. let's transition into you know the work you're doing off the field um like we said, you're on the junior board of directors for Make a Play Foundation. Uh, you interned for the NFL, just to name a few of the things you know, you've done so far. How important is it for athletes to build you know, a foundation for their careers? How important is it?
0: It's you know, the most important thing you can be doing. Um, as athletes, we, we get a hand in the table, so to speak, in terms of building relationships with different power players in different areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and make a play. I don't know the exact statistic, but I think it's 80 some CEOs played a competitive sport at some point. Mm -hmm. So um, athletes, we kind of build this, this mentality of like hard work and work ethic that transitions seamlessly into the business world. It's just about finding where you as an athlete, or no, just you as a person want like, what do you want to pursue? Mm-hmm. And taking that same mentality that you put into your sport, into that. And I mean, there's no reason that you can't do both of those simultaneously. Um, you may have to give up some other things in your life. You might have to pull some distractions out, but it'll all be for the better in the end. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, for sure. um, that's definitely the most important thing you can be doing. For sure. The sport's and gonna end
2: someday exactly i was just about to, i was just about to say that no that was great i was just about to talk about that like we 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 well a lot of athletes fall into that mindset of like i'm i'm playing the sport this is who i am embodying that you know like completely which is it's fine you should you know give your all to everything that you do especially you know what you love but as you mentioned like you can't play sports forever um i think that make a play is doing a great job of helping um students to realize more opportunities out there in the business world and, and setting them up for that so he was shout out to Amal and, and the Make a Play Foundation on, the, on that front. Uh, Definitely. For sure. But um, you know, going, going back to the NFL internship, how did you land that, um, that internship? What, what was the, I guess, application process like interviewing the whole nine? Could you speak more about that?
0: Yeah. Um, so my sophomore and junior year, I was sitting in on this class at our law school. Um, the professor, it's a sports law class, started at the law school. And the professor just so happened to be a former Harvard football player that one of my friends, who was also on the team at the time, told me about, like, he told me about the class and said that he went. And then I was like, okay, I'm gonna tag along. And then I just started going more consistently.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, built that relationship with him. And then, um, who came? Jeff Patch, who is, like, the... The number two under Roger Goodell at the NFL okay. came in and I just walked up to him at the end and was just like, hey, I want to work in the NFL. I want to work in football. What are some ways that I can do that? And got his contact information, just started talking to him more consistently. He sent me the application and I just went about that, the normal, normal route. But just mm-hmm. having that relationship in my back pocket, as somebody to not only like, field ideas and questions off of, but also just to, um, it it kind of made my I guess resume a little bit more legitimate, in their eyes. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, I mean, not necessarily my resume, but when you're interviewing and you're like, yeah, I was sitting on the, in on this class and met so and so, then that piques their interest mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, let me learn a little bit more about this guy. So, yeah, did that whole process and it would have been great to be in
2: person and at the
0: yeah, New York yeah. office, but hey. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Man, but I think that uh, a lesson there is like the importance mm-hmm. of relationships, you know, and, and nurturing those relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, as you mentioned, we do get, you know, the leg up and have an opportunity to meet certain people, but we don't always mm-hmm. take advantage of that. And as Jen and I, I'm sure you, you too, are starting to realize that, especially in sports, like the, the industry is, is, is super small. So it's definitely yeah. about who you know and 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 being mm-hmm. able to have someone that a champion, you, you know. So um, athletes yeah. out there, start getting used to networking, um, putting yourself in positions to have, you know, have those conversations and, and have, have those type of opportunities. Um, yeah. And you, you spoke a bit about, you know, having to do it virtually. Of course, COVID shook a lot of things up. Can you can you talk more about the experience, the virtual experience I guess and, and some of the things that you, you know, were, were able to do as an intern with the NFL?
0: Yeah, so the virtual experience actually probably um helped helped me just um see different parts of what the NFL does. Mm-hmm. So one thing that they did over the summer was just like a career panel in each of their different sectors, right? So the NFL is like any other corporation. There's a whole bunch of different yeah. things that they're doing. It's not just what you see on Thursday night football. Um, it's like the corporate's partnerships, um, they're like internal player development teams and all that type of stuff. So they gave us the opportunity to see each of these different groups and meet with different power players within each of those groups and um, yeah, that was pretty cool for myself. And then I also was interning within the player personnel department, which works with um, a lot of the like day-to-day transactions. So over the summer, if, uh, who was picked up this year? I guess Cam Newton, his deal. Mm-hmm. They have this, when a team um, finalizes all the contract stuff, they have to send that into the NFL and they send that into the player personnel team. So I got a chance to just look at them. Obviously, I wasn't doing anything with them, but you know, I'm on the computer looking at Pat Mahomes' like new contract and all that money, and just like, you know, it was it was cool in that in that respect. And I mean, um, yeah, it was
2: it was a great opportunity, great experience for me. Definitely. And uh, you know, you talked about um, when you walked up to the guy that 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 uh, visited your class and you told him, you know, I want to work for NFL. So, you know, obviously you have an interest in in working in sports, Um, what's your long-term goal? What's the, what's your long-term career goal?
0: Yeah, so um, long-term I want to be a GM of a team Mm -hmm. and then eventually start my own like player representation practice. Uh, My brother and I had this idea a long time ago, he's, currently at, at Howard Med School, his first year med student. Mm. And so the idea would be like, I represent the athletes and then he handles all of their medical, you know, all that
2: that's stuff. Dope. I don't that's really dope. know enough about that. but <laughs> He does all that. And that's, um, that's what he's for.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it just be cool. And I mean, it gives, gives us a chance to stay around sports, which we love. And, you know,
2: you got to find a way to do what you love yeah. when you, Find a career, so yeah, thousand percent, thousand percent. I I love that, man. That's a that's a huge goal. I'm I'm hundred percent that you're capable of doing it. I'm I'm rooting rooting for you in that on that. Yeah, for sure, bro. Now, now,
1: you know, you're in your senior year. Um, what what's one piece of advice you know you would tell high school you know athletes entering college?
0: Um, I would tell you, don't let a day go by where you're not you know, trying to pursue what it is that you want, right? It's easy to, you know, get caught up in your phone, get caught up doing whatever it might be. But if you want to be a professional athlete, if you want to be a doctor, there's something that you can do. You can put five minutes into that every day at the the bare minimum, you know? And if this is something that you really love, you're just naturally gonna invest more time into it. So, in high school, just start giving yourself the the time to realize what it, what that thing is, what is your passion, because when you get to college, there's going to be a whole bunch of opportunities um, and they won't necessarily be thrown at you. You almost have to go out and pursue them. but in that you know you just want to want to know exactly what it is that you want to do. Obviously you won't know exactly what it is, mm-hmm. but to have some sort of idea
2: so that you can you know, yeah. walk in the right way. Definitely.
1: Sure. Definitely. That's great. That's great advice, bro. It's great
2: advice. 100%. Um, I mean this has been a great episode. I think it's a lot that uh younger athletes can and even college athletes that are around our age can can listen to and, and yeah. take some things from. But before you go, is there a quote or a mantra that you live by and wanna want to share with the audience? Um a quote or a mantra.
0: I don't have a quote. I used to have this I still have this poem in my room. It was from uh dang, what's that movie? Coach Carter. Mm-hmm. Y'all know that poem where, where yeah Yeah, I know you're talking How about it. yeah. I'm like, I don't uh, know why I'm blanking on it right now, but
1: he said it like in the gym at the end. Uh, right? There. Yeah, I know you're talking about. What uh, is your deepest fear? I mean that's that's the line, the first line. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Our
0: deepest fear <laughs> is not that we are inadequate, but that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, which most frightens us. We ask ourselves who are we to be beautiful strong da 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 uh, the question is who are you not to be mm. uh, it's kind of butchered the end but you know y'all Amen. they're gonna feel it
2: they're gonna, they gonna feel it right right here gonna feel it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but that's I, I like that though you're gonna make me go back and watch the movie now <laughs> but, yeah, uh, you got you thank you yeah man thanks again for coming on um you got some great goals I'm, I'm definitely gonna be keeping up with you this season and, and even you know after that
1: yeah thanks for coming on bro and like bryce said we'll def- definitely stay in touch and uh, keep track of you know whatever's going on with you know you guys' season no so.
0: nah, definitely thanks for uh getting me out here you know this is a cool podcast i know for myself if i were a younger athlete this is something i'd definitely tune into just to get a little bit more knowledge find a different way to to achieve the things that i'm trying to do you know you can never. You can never know too much. You know. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Thousand percent.